What's going on, everybody? It is me. I am back. Welcome back to the Wave Around. It has been way, way too long. It's been what, like four weeks? It's been like a month since the last time that we have had a conversation with each other. Thank you guys so, so very much for putting up with the hiatus. I am back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back, albeit we got a two-week break coming up with no racing. So what the hell are we going to talk about, guys? We're going to talk about some stuff. Welcome to the Wave Round. My name is J-Mac, and like I said, I am back. I am sorry, I apologize. Life happens. Some stuff, some personal stuff happened, and uh, it just got to the point where I needed to take care of those priorities first. And they are they have been taken care of. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Of course, you know this show is brought to you by Sandwich Man Racing Sports Memorabilia, where fans become family. Go check them out right now at sandwichmanracing.com. And this show is also brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. That's right, we've gone back to Anchor where it all began because you know why? It's free. Everybody loves free stuff, right? So therefore, me being J-Mac, I decided, hey, let's go back to being free. Do some free little uh, um, podcasting software or what have ya. So, how is everybody doing out there in podcast land? I know you guys can't answer me back, but, you know, I just want to give a shout out to everybody out there on Facebook and other social media platforms that have supported me. You know, give me words of encouragement. Have texted me and you know messaged me and they're like, "Hey man, you good? We got you. Don't worry. Take as much time as you want, but hurry up because we need some more content. We need the British fun to come back. We need your rants to come back, and we need all that other crazy stuff to come back." So now that I'm back, we got so much stuff to talk about. All right, I think the last time I did the episode was Kyle Larson won Nashville. Kyle Larson won Nashville. I think that is the last time that we've had a discussion where I actually put out a new episode. So we've had, I've shoot, we've had a lot of races since then. We've had four races, right? We've had two Poconos. We had an Atlanta. We had a Road America. We had, um, uh, what did we have last week? We had the uh, New Hampshire so yeah, we've had a lot of crazy stuff happen. We had a lot of news in NASCAR happen. Some rides that uh, that you know, new guys going to different rides um, and stuff like that. So you know, we're not really gonna dwell on it too much because it's already happened. It's in the past. But man, what a crazy season so far. You know, who, who would have thought that Eric Amarola would you know the season that he's had so far would come. And just dominate New Hampshire like he did last week, this past Sunday. That was amazing. You know, that, that 10 team needed a, a jolt in the arm. All of Stuart, House, Stuart Haas Racing needed a shot in the arm. And Eric Amarola gave them the shot in the arm that they so desperately needed. Of course, we saw um, Kurt Busch beating his brother. You know, uh, his teammate Ross Chastain helping him, you know, giving uh, Kurt that preferred line that he wanted. And uh, Kyle got all mad about it. It was like, ooh, ooh, Ross Chastain's a, a, a lousy driver. I see how he drives. He's got his coming. Well, you know, there, Kyle Boosh, it looks like you had yours coming this past Sunday in New Hampshire. You wanted to talk all that mess and all that noise, and guess what? 
you hit the wall. Albeit, there was probably some participate or per precipitation on the ground, which there was. I mean, I wasn't there. You know, big controversy about that crap. You know, NASCAR should have thrown the flag when they should have thrown it a lot earlier because they shouldn't have even started the race because there were drivers saying that it was so wet and there was weepers and all this stuff. You know, that may have been the case. Um, who knows? I wasn't there, like I said. I didn't see it on TV. They ended the race early because of they thought darkness was coming. Um, I've seen videos from people that were actually there, and it was pretty dark. As we know, New Hampshire does not have lights because the fans, or the people that live around the area, do not want it to have lights. So therefore, they had to end it with eight laps. Um, they 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 called it early. They're like, hey, there's probably you know this is the last ten laps. They could have they could have finished the race. I think they had what like 20, 30 more laps to go, but they went ahead and called it because darkness was coming soon. All right, and then uh, what else happened? So before that, we had you know Matt De Matt De Benedetto once again found out that he has to rehearse for a job. It seems to be like the norm every like one or two seasons. You know he does you know gets a ride for like two seasons and then has to leave. Um, Wood Brothers announcing that. Oh, uh, what's his name? Harrison Burton, son of Jeff Burton, is going to that number 21 car and pushing Austin Sindrick over to the number two car because the worst kept secret in all of NASCAR got revealed finally yesterday with Brad Kozlowski going to Roush Fenway racing. We already knew that was happening. It's been in the it's been in talks for like the last couple of months or whatever. And so finally NASCAR made or you know Roush made it official. Ooh, whippity-doo, we already knew that. And then, uh, what else happened? See, NASCAR decided, hey, uh, despite all the rumors that you're seeing on Twitter and stuff like that, these, uh, next-gen cars are actually pretty safe, all right? So, they are getting their chassis sometime this week. So, that's exciting. 2022 racing season is hyping up, shaping up to be crazy. What else happened since I've been gone? Trackhouse buys Chip Ganassi, buys their two charters, so Daniel Suarez, of course, is going to keep uh, one of the rides, and now we're like, who the hell is it going to be? Is it going to be Ross Chastain? Is it going to be Kurt Busch? My opinion, Kurt Busch proved that he should have that ride, because he went out and won right after that news was announced. So, hey, I mean, it is what it is. 2022 is, like I said, shaping out to be pretty sweet. We got, what, four more races this year before the playoffs happen. So we go to this little Olympic break, which the Olympics look like they probably won't happen because of all the COVID and uh, stuff like that. But anyway, so we come back after two, we come back, what, August 8th for the Glen. So that's good Chase Elliott. Uh, win right there, and then we go to my home track, I believe, right? Yes, Indy, so we'll do the Indy road course, and then we'll do Michigan, and then we'll finish off the season in Daytona, so we got three guys fighting for position for that last, you know, for the last three playoffs, there's like, what, three playoff spots left, so we have Denny Hamlin hasn't won yet, uh, we have uh, Kevin Harvick hasn't won yet, and we got Reddick at the cutoff line. With six points to the good. And then we got Austin Dillon right below the cutoff line. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. All right. So we got two road courses coming up, which favor um, Chase Elliott. I mean, come on. Uh, Glenn favors Chase Elliott. So we're probably not going to have a new winner there. Uh, then we have 
Indianapolis Road Course, which none of the Cup drivers have been raced there before, so we don't know what's going to happen there. Then we got Michigan. Okay, so you know that could be a good Kevin Harvick win. Uh, and then we got Daytona, which could be anybody. So I'm, I'm going with Daytona. Austin uh, Dillon is going to secure that last playoff spot, kind of like what William Byron did last year. Austin Dillon's going to win at Daytona, secure him a playoff spot. And then the playoffs is just going to be anybody's ball game because we start some short tracks and then we go on and we go on. So this season's been crazy. It's been wild. You know, last year we had Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, you know, just dominating the field this year they can't do shit so i don't know what's going on this year hendrick motorsports is dominating everything last year they weren't really that great it was just chase elliott you know the chase elliott show so i mean it's 2021 it's it's just been a wild last two years and uh you know we're continuing to see that trend and i think next year it's just gonna be even wilder but it's gonna be fun to watch because we have a new car coming up what else in racing news? SRX ended. Tony Stewart is their champion. Surprise, surprise. I didn't really watch a lot of the racing this year um, just because, I don't know. I don't really like, I mean, I guess people like it. I don't know. It just wasn't my cup of tea, I guess. Uh, you know, I'll have to watch it more in debt if they do come back next year, if they do get sponsorship dollars. Which, I don't know. I mean, everybody was saying, you know, last weekend's race. Oh, look at this. They deserve, you know, NAS, NASCAR needs to come back to the fairgrounds because this place is sold out. Well, let's look to see who was racing at that race. All right, you had your, your normal SRX guys, right? And you had this guy who is like, what, three-time, two-time, three-time uh, NASCAR most popular driver plus the reigning cup champion making an appearance and racing there. So, if I'm not the smartest man, but... That is probably why you guys sold out that race and why it was packed. It was because a certain individual named Chase Elliott was there. And, you know, to give you guys that injection of fans. If Chase Elliott wasn't there, it probably would have been like, you know, some, it would have been a lot of fans there. I don't think it would have been a, a, like a sellout. But definitely Chase Elliott definitely helped. He was the drawing power for there. So I don't think it's fair to say that, oh, NASCAR needs to come back to the fairgrounds. Just based off of one SRX race where Chase Elliott, the most popular driver and the defending Cup Series champion, was racing against all these people. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, if it was a sellout crowd with just the regular drivers that they had there, then hell yeah. I mean, but hey, NASCAR has already returned to the Nashville area. So, we don't know. We don't know. We shall see. We'll be right back. And we're going to talk some just some more stuff right here on the way around. All right, guys, and we are back. All right, so since we have like a little two-week break where we're not going to have any racing going on, I've decided that to give this show some content, some more stuff, some stuff to talk about, we're going to start looking at seasons past, like a whole season, right? Starting with the decade that I was born, the 1980s, right? So each episode, I'm going to cover a year. So for this episode, we're going to cover the year 1980, all right? Just a little little history about the uh, the 1980s. Well, smaller cars, bigger purses, grand exposure. Let's just say the 1980s began with a refreshing outlook for a sport 
that had endeared a tumultuous trek through peaks and valleys in the preceding 10 years. Through a complex, shifting panorama, NASCAR overcome and innumerable obstacles in the 70s from the loss of factory support to the grippling energy crisis and a grippling recession. The 1980 NASCAR Winston Cup season was to be the final one for the behemoth full-size cars. The writing was on the wall as early as 1974 that eventually NASCAR would have to shift to the smaller, more efficient automobiles that were saturating the American marketplace. The huge vehicles that Detroit had produced for two decades were being phased out, and NASCAR responded accordingly. 1980, man. What? What a year to be alive. Of course, I wasn't alive, but I'm, I'm sure many of you guys were born in 1980. In 1980, February 17th, in his 18th Daytona 500 start, Buddy Baker shakes the monkey off his back with a resounding victory. Baker's Oldsmobile averages a record 177.602 miles per hour. Bobby Allison finished second. And March 16th, sophomore Dale Earnhardt, Fins off a pesky Rusty Wallace to score his first super speedway victory in the Atlanta 500. Earnhardt comes from the 31st starting position to beat Wallace by 9.55 seconds. Wallace was making his NASCAR Winston Cup Grand National debut in a Chevrolet owned by Roger Penske. Hmm. April 13th, David Pearson, making his first start in the Haas Ellington Chevrolet, is out front when rain curtails the Rebel 500 at Darlington after 258 miles. It is Pearson's 105th career NASCAR Winston Grand Cup National Victory. Let's stop right there for a second. So you're telling me that David Pearson, the Silver Fox, won a rain-delayed race? Huh? And people didn't freak out? I mean, I'm sure they freaked out back then, but we didn't have social media to talk about it. So you're telling me that David Pearson, one of the most popular, like one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR, he won a race, the Rebel 500 in 1980 after only 258 miles. It was his 105th victory and nobody freaked out. Huh. But when people like Chase Elliott, when rain shortened races, people freak out. Anyways, moving on. Speedway. Waltrip violates a new rule stating teams aren't permitted to change tires during caution periods. June 8th, Darrell Waltrip passes Neil Bonnet on the final lap to win the 400-kilometer race on Riverside's road course. Waltrip makes the decisive pass in the ninth turn of the last lap and edges Bonnet by a car length. July 27th, Neil Bonnet drives his Mercury to a narrow decision over Buddy Baker to win the Coca-Cola 500 at Pocono. Title contender Richard Petty crashes hard on the 57th lap and suffers a broken neck. Tim Richmond makes his NASCAR Winston Cup Grand National debut, and he finished 12th that day. September 1st, my man, sophomore driver Terry Labonte scores his first NASCAR Winston Cup Grand National victory in the Southern 500 at Darlington. That's right, September 1st, my man Terry Labonte scores his first NASCAR Winston Cup victory. In the Southern 500 at Darlington, Labonte comes from 4th to 1st when a crash wipes out the three leaders in the closing laps. September 28th, Dale Earnhardt leads the final 13 laps to Martinsville's Old Dominion 500, an event marred by 17 cautions. Earnhardt averages less than 70 miles per hour in his fifth career NASCAR Winston Cup win. 
November 2nd, Kel Yarbrough wins the Atlanta Journal 500 at Atlanta International Raceway to move to within 29 points of Dale Earnhardt in the championship chase. Earnhardt, who has led the standing since the second race of the season, finishes third. And in November 15th, Biddy Parsons wins the season finale at Ontario Motor Speedway as Dale Earnhardt captures his first NASCAR Winston Cup championship. Earnhardt rallies back from a lap deficit to finish fifth. His final margin of victory over Kale Yarbrough, who finishes third at Ontario, is 19 points. So there you have it. Dale Earnhardt, after winning the Rookie of the Year in 1979, comes up in 1980 and wins his first of seven championships. So here was your Winston Cup, your top 10 Winston Cup final points, all right? Number one, of course, you had Dale Earnhardt, who had 4,661 4, points. He had five wins, 19 top fives, and 24 top tens. Kale Yarbrough had 4,642 points, six wins, 19 top fives, 22 top tens. Biddy Parsons, 4,278 points, three wins, 16 top fives, 21 top tens. Richard Petty, 4,255 points with two wins, 15 top fives, and 19 top tens. Daryl Waltrip had 4,239 points, five wins, 16 top fives, and 17 top tens. All right, I said 10. I'm just going to go with the top five. So there was your top five for the 1980 NASCAR Winston Cup Grand National Point Race. All right, rounding off, I'm not going to read the rest of the stats, but number six was Bobby Allison. Seventh was Jody Ridley. Eighth, Terry Labonte. Ninth, David Marcus. Tenth, this is a cool name, Richard Childress. Eleventh, Harry Gant. Twelfth, Buddy Arrington. Thirteenth, James Hilton. And fourteenth, Ronnie Thomas. Fifteenth, Cecil Gordon. Sixteenth, J.D. McDuffie. Seventeenth, Jimmy Mill. Eighteenth, Tommy Gale. 19th, Neil Bonnet, and in 20th, Roger Hamby. Those are your top 20 for 1980 with your NASCAR Winston Cup Grand National Points race. Of course, Dale Earnhardt was the champion that year. So that was 1980 at a glance. Let's go ahead and look at the further stats of 1980. You guys might find this cool. Here was the actual uh, race winners. So... We had Riverside, California, Daryl Waltrip won. Daytona Beach, race number two, Buddy Baker. Richmond, Virginia, Daryl Waltrip. And Rockingham, North Carolina, Kale Yarbrough. Atlanta, Georgia, Dale Earnhardt. Bristol, Tennessee, Dale Earnhardt. Darlington, South Carolina, David Pearson. Norfolksboro, North Carolina, Richard Petty. Martinsville, Virginia, Daryl Waltrip. Talladega, Alabama, Buddy Baker. Nashville, Tennessee, Richard Petty. Dover, Delaware, Bobby Allison. Charlotte, North Carolina, Benny Parsons. College Station, Texas, Kale Yarbrough. Riverside, California, Daryl Waltrip. Brooklyn, Michigan, Benny Parsons, Daytona Beach, Florida, Bobby Allison, Nashville, Tennessee, Dale Earnhardt, Pocono, Pennsylvania, Neil Bonnet, Talladega, Alabama, Neil Bonnet, Brooklyn, Michigan, Kale Yarbrough, Bristol, Tennessee, Kale Yarbrough, Darlington, South Carolina, Terry Labonte, Richmond, Virginia, Bobby Allison, Dover, Delaware, Darrell Walchup, North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, Bobby Allison, Martinville, Virginia, Dale Earnhardt, Charlotte, North Carolina, Dale Earnhardt, Rockington, North Carolina, Rockingham, North Carolina, Kale Yarbrough. Atlanta, Georgia, Kale Yarbrough. In Ontario, California, Benny Parsons. 31 races back in the 1980 season. Those were your winners. And that was 1980 at a glance. 
Next week, we'll talk about 1981, and we'll talk some more history um, here on the Wave Round to give you guys some more content. You know? Pretty cool, huh? So, I think also what we're going to start talking about, we're going to start talking about the different point systems that they had. Because a lot of people like to complain about the current point system that we have, you know, the playoffs and all that stuff, stage points. But, man, I have done some research, and let me tell you, there were some crazy points um, ways that we crowned our champion back in the day that you guys are just going to find wild and you're going to see why, why Richard Petty has seven championships because a lot of them came from these just odd, weird, weird point systems. So we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about that starting next week and the following weeks after that just to kind of fill the gap before NASCAR returns with racing on August 8th in... Watkins Glen, New York. So, be ready, because it's going to be fun. Changing up the show a little bit. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen, like I said. I've missed you guys, and we're not going anywhere for a while. So, we'll be right back. All right, all right, and here we go. So... You know, just a little conversation with you guys. It, uh, I missed you guys. I mean, how's everybody been? How's life treating all you guys? What are you guys going to do for the next two weeks? You guys going to watch the Olympics? Or are you guys going to watch old races on YouTube? Because I know that's probably what I am going to do. Um, and, uh, you know, just just call it, call it what it is. We're just going to, you know, learn some more about this sport or whatever. So thank you guys for joining me. Sorry it's been so, so long without leaving you guys with some cool content. I just wanted to stop by, say hi. I know it's kind of a short show, maybe long. I don't know. It is what it is. I, I said it was going to be long, but I don't know. You know, just there's really nothing to talk about. You know, I can't really talk about the past. Um, and then we got this two-week break coming up, so it's just going to be weird. But we'll talk some more next week. Thank you guys for joining me. For the short little sweet episode. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Remember as always. Be nice to each other. Take care of yourselves. And go chase. I'm J-Mac. I'll talk to you next week. Peace.